In today's episode, we're going to ask you to take a good, hard look at what you believe and what you think about your relationship. The way we think about our relationship and our partner matters. We all, at times, develop different beliefs about our relationships. These beliefs influence the way we act within the relationship, how much motivation we feel, how vulnerable and open we can be, and how flexible we are willing to be in our relationship. Here's what we'd like you to consider as you listen to this episode. Are your thoughts contributing to your happiness and deeper connection, or are your thoughts leading to disconnection and unhappiness? Let's dig in. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help in their marriage? Yeah, that's six years of pain, hurt, and frustration. Hi there, I'm Charlotte Snow. And I'm Robert Snow. And welcome to Master Your Marriage. Where we believe that having an amazing marriage should never feel like hard work and shouldn't be a guessing game. This is the show for married couples who want to discover a scientifically proven approach to building a masterful marriage and have fun while doing it. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. All right, so I'm back for this episode, mm. even even though I was off last, you last yeah, week. Well, I don't know. I think you did an amazing job last week. Well, so. I think everybody always wants to know where Robert is, so yeah. I, 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 I'm glad you're back. All right, so our conversation today is inspired by a question we received from one of our listeners. What was it she asked, you say? She asked this question. 18 months ago, I ended a 25-year marriage. Subsequently, I started dating a man and I'm extremely happy. Oh, that's good. We have an incredible emotional and sexual connection. Even better. He's an experienced lover, whereas he's my first sexual relationship outside of my ex-husband. It has been an awakening to me sexually. He's also kind and good and very protective of me. I feel emotionally safe when I'm with him. But realistically, I know we're very different people. And we really aren't right for each other. Really knowing how that works. I know I could fall in love with him, but I don't want to get hurt again. What should I do? What I want you to listen for are the beliefs that are inherent in this question. So let's look at that again. She's dating and she's very happy. Great. She's having a great sexual experience. Fantastic. He is a fabulous lover. Yay. He is good, protective, and emotionally safe. Wonderful. But then... Here comes the internal sabotage. Mm. We're very different people. Uh-oh. We aren't right for each other. I don't want to get hurt again. She's afraid. Mm. So first of all, differences don't determine the success or failure of your relationship. There are plenty of wildly different people who are coupled in wonderfully healthy relationships. Absolutely. So well, let's put that issue aside for now. Maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. And instead, let's pay attention to the inherent thoughts and beliefs behind this question and consider how those beliefs may be sabotaging this relationship. Yeah, absolutely. What she thinks here is that the differences mean there's some sort of lack of compatibility. That lack of compatibility means that they're just not right for each other. She thinks that if she continues in this relationship, she will be hurt, which is a valid concern. So let's talk about thought and how these thoughts matter. I have a lot, a lot of thoughts. Okay, so it's estimated that the average person has over 60,000 thoughts a day, according to Dr. Fred Luskin at Stanford University. That's a lot of thoughts. That is, yeah. And of those 60,000 thoughts, 
90% of them are repetitive, meaning they reoccur throughout each day and from day to day. So that's a lot of thoughts about the same things over and over and over again. And most of these thoughts we don't even remember by the day's end. Mm -hmm. I bet if you asked, I don't know, if you asked me what I thought about today, I might remember, oh, a couple of dozen thoughts, but I certainly wouldn't remember all 60,000. No, I wouldn't either. Some of these thoughts are resourceful and good, while others are just horror stories we're telling each other, telling ourselves. And each other. And each other, yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of important things to know about thoughts. First, thoughts come and go all the time. They can be fleeting. They can just be like a quick little second thought. Second thing is we don't always have total control over our thoughts. Sometimes randomness just enters into our mind. In fact, if I told you right now not to think of a pink elephant right now, what did you just think of? I thought of a pink elephant. (laughs) You thought of a pink elephant, right? And number three, thoughts are often not real. Very often, they're not real. But the problem is that we're these silly little humans who believe our thoughts. We believe that all of our thoughts are true, and we think ourselves into more problems than we realize. Say that again. We think ourselves into our own problems. I mean, I would say that 90 to 99% of the problems we're creating in life really stem from our thinking. Whereas the other 1%, maybe up to 10%, are actually coming from reality. Majority of our thoughts are just coming from our thought. Just made up crap. That we think of in our mind. Yeah. This is why it's really important to understand the relationship between thought, emotion, and action. In In cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, It teaches us that many emotions are the result of these automatic thoughts that arise spontaneously. They may not even be accurate or helpful. In a relationship, both parties have automatic thoughts that come throughout the day. We have thoughts about each other. We have thoughts about each other's choices and behaviors. We have thoughts about each other's motivations and other person's integrities. Um, We have thoughts about each other's intentions We have thoughts about one another's honesty, and the list just goes on and on. Whatever thought we think, whether it is true or false, is going to come with an associated emotion. That's the problem. This is where it gets interesting, right? Because whatever we think is going to cause us to feel a certain way. So perhaps it is a fact that I look over and I see Robert on his cell phone, or you look to your husband and he's texting someone. But then a spontaneous thought might enter your mind and it might be totally wild and crazy and completely untrue. Maybe I wonder, is he messaging another woman right now? Nope. Jake from State Farm. So upon having that spontaneous thought that was untrue, it's going to come with a feeling. It's going to come with emotions. And I might feel sad about that. I might feel angry about that. I might start to feel unworthy. I might start to feel inferior. I might start to question my value, my worth, and if I'm good enough. It causes the feeling, but the thought may have been completely false. And yet it still leaves us sort of feeling bad. It, it leaves all those emotion, emotions that you just talked about. Now, if we continue repeating that same thought and we don't challenge it, mm-hmm. it will likely lead to some sort of change in behavior. That behavior could be just ignoring him, withdrawing from him, accusing him, being defensive or not giving him the benefit of the doubt in this this situation. Right. So 
you can see the impact when you start to think about that, can't you? The thought generates the feeling and then the feeling motivates the behavior. And then it's uh uh-oh. Right. So you see like the way we think about our relationship, the way we think about our partner really matters. And in all relationships, our relationship, your relationship, in all of our relationships, we develop beliefs. We all do about each other, about ourselves, about this relationship that we're in. And these beliefs, whether we're even conscious of them or not, they're going to influence the way we act and show up in the relationship. And these negative thoughts that we're talking about, these likely very untrue negative thoughts, are going to cause us to more than likely show up poorly in our relationship. Those thoughts may influence our ability to repair, to forgive. Mm -hmm. They may influence how vulnerable and open we can be in the relationship. And they can greatly impact how flexible we are and how willing we are to give grace to give, to give the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah, I like like the the term flexibility in a relationship because I think it really just, it boils down to that. Like, are we willing to be flexible and, and understand that maybe this thought isn't accurate? Yeah. And another word I really like there is goodwill. Yeah. I think that's absolutely. I think that's also the big reason, you know, and if we're thinking negative thoughts about our partner, how likely are we to give them goodwill? Right. Yeah. Or or even give them grace. Right. Yeah. So likely you've heard of something called a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. In the context of relationship, a fixed mindset is believing things are set in stone and they're never going to be changed. So this might mean we believe our partner's qualities cannot be changed or that the relationship skills that are needed to be successful aren't going to be able to be developed. And a person with a fixed mindset might sound like the question we got that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. Like so different people. We're just such different people. We're totally incompatible. That means this probably isn't going to work. That's a fixed mindset. I like I like the part was like that means. Right. So we're giving meaning to that thought all of a sudden. Exactly. Which really may not have any basis in truth. Which again is taking that thought that came into our mind that may or may not be true and we're making it truth. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so that thinking presupposes there should be that in all relationships should have this instant, perfect, and perpetual compatibility with another person. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Uh-huh. That would be great. But a person with a growth mindset would believe that with work, focus, and practice, we could develop the skills necessary to have a thriving relationship. Listen to these real statements from some of our clients and consider what type of relationship you think each of these individuals might be experiencing based on their comments. Here's the first one. There's just something not right with him. I don't think he's capable of change. Or, I made a mistake. I don't know what I was thinking by marrying someone like him. Or, here's a dangerous one. She's just like (laughs) her mother. She's cold and cruel and she cannot be affectionate. These are real statements. These are things that we, we hear in coaching clients. And as you can see, these statements don't indicate there's a lot of room for growth, do they? No. If a person believes these things about their partner, what's the likelihood that they're going to extend that goodwill that I was we were just talking about to their partner? What's the likelihood they will be able to see their partner's efforts when they do try to improve? And what's the likelihood that this individual is even going to have hope about the future of their relationship? Let's look at the differences between 
the differences in thinking between some of these thoughts. A fixed mindset. My partner should mm, know should. Yeah, what makes me feel loved. They obviously just don't care. Or maybe the growth mindset. I believe my partner can learn how to love me if I communicate clearly and they work hard at it. Okay. That's a good way to look at those differences between fixed and growth. Yeah. Here's another one. A fixed mindset might be marriage is just so hard. We hear that a lot. Growth mindset might say, yeah, relationships have highs and lows, but the lows actually help us to sharpen our ability to love each other more. And when we both work together to be a better version of ourselves, we are creating a rich, meaningful future together. I like the growth one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Just different ways of looking at the same set of problems. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, the thoughts we have about our relationship are incredibly powerful. They inform our beliefs. And these beliefs become the blueprint for how we treat each other. And they will determine whether or not we'll become closer together or pushed farther apart. So we've recently, in the last couple episodes, we've been talking about resentment and we've been talking about forgiveness. And mm -hmm. if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you know, we released a course actually on forgiveness, which hopefully you guys have had a chance to take a look at. And what we see is when a lot of resentment seeps into relationships, couples start thinking about their partner critically. Yep. And a red flag is when they start to talk about their partner in absolutes. For example, you never show me you care. Never. Or you're always so unreasonable. Or you're just so lazy. Or we use these absolutes to talk about the relationship as a whole. Like, it's always such hard work. Marriage is so hard. We're never going to be, we're never going to, we're never going to get there. We're never going to be as close as I want us to be, right? These absolutes are also representative of our thinking and of our belief. Sort of like, about. sort of like test questions, right? If you ever read a test question that said always or never, it's not right. Because <laughs> you know, it's the trick question. It's, it's a trick question yeah. because there's never anything that's always one thing. I mean, yeah, I, I guess maybe gravity isn't always, but yeah, not a whole lot of absolutes yeah. when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Definitely not when it comes to relationships. We even conjure up some absolute beliefs about ourselves, like I am always such a pushover or I will never be able to express myself. If you find yourself describing your relationship, your partner or yourself in these negative absolutes, it's important to bring some flexibility into your thinking. You can do this, you can do this in the smallest way simply by paying attention to the language you use and reframing your fixed mindset statements. So, you know, I think it's important to remember that none of us can control our partner, right? We can only control our own behavior and how we're interpreting our partner's behavior. That's a big part of it is what we're, how we're interpreting what we're thinking about our, our partner's behavior. So many variables. So when we work on self-witnessing and we work on observing our own automatic thoughts that we're talking about, then that's when we're able to start to shift them. You may not be able to, like we talked about at the beginning, control every thought that enters your mind. Some thoughts are just going to be wild and random. But even those thoughts that come in that are random and wild, you can reframe them. When you notice the thought, just think, how can I restate this in my mind to give myself more choice, more freedom, more possibility? Yeah, better chance, right? Yeah. So you might even begin to notice where your thoughts are outright all inaccurate. Remember, remember, thoughts are not facts. Thoughts are often not even true. 
They're just thoughts. Exactly. And they're going to come with an emotion like yes. we talked about earlier. So another thing to be aware of is your your are your emotions, especially those strong emotions that you're having. So when you notice that you're having a strong negative emotion, stop and ask yourself, wait, what was just going through my mind? What was I just that moment thinking about? So important. Because so many of these thoughts are just so fleeting that we don't take a minute to even associate the thought that just happened with the feeling that it created. So stop for a second. What was I just thinking about? And then say, wait a minute, was that even 100% true? Maybe that was 0% true. Maybe it was somewhere in between. I think there's some real power when it comes to just sort of breaking that down. 60,000 thoughts, 90% 90 of those thoughts are just fleeting. They, They don't really come from anywhere. And if we're giving meaning, i.e. allowing those thoughts to control us to where we're just getting mad for 90% of these random things in our head without actually giving ourselves an opportunity to realize that this randomness does not mean anything, right? right? When we realize that, then we give ourselves the power to act and not react. And And to feel so much better, right? Because then we have more power over how we how we not only feel, but how we show up in life, in, yeah. in our relationship. So if we're making a judgment about our partner's behavior, for example, well, and he's late, he's home late for work, from work for the third time this week. So instead of making that mean something, we can ask ourselves, like, is there another explanation for why our partner might be late or their behavior? Did they get held up at work? Did they get stuck in traffic? Is it possible they stopped to pick something up on the way home? Do you have any other evidence that this thought that is kind of creating this feeling is actually an illusion or is it even really true? Exactly. And when we have these negative automatic thoughts, it can also be another thing to think about is that it can also be helpful to see how these thoughts are influenced by a certain set of rules that we've created in our own mind about how our partner, quote unquote, should be or should behave. Oh, I love those. I love the absolutes again. Here we uh-huh. go. Yeah. And so these are rules that obviously contain the word should usually. Yeah. And an example of this would be like relationships should be easier than this. She she should just know how to respect me. He should just know how to love me. So these statements again when we've created certain rules in our in our mind, you know, they're going to they're going to lead us to thinking in a certain way. And these statements carry a negative assumption about our partner and are likely stemming from a fixed mindset that we need to look, you know, reconsider, reevaluate. Yeah. And and I think as we, as you know, I bet as you heard each of those statements, he should love me, he should know how to respect me. I, I bet you're asking yourself, like, who would say that? A lot right? of people. I, well, and, and that- Today, actually. Yeah. And so you ask yourself these questions like, well, why would it say that? But but we all have these yeah. presuppositions in our brain. We do. And every time you start thinking about like somebody should know exactly how I feel, ask yourself that question. Like how how on earth should they know how you feel unless you've had a chance to talk to them about that? Right. And especially if that was one of the 90% of the 60,000 rolling through your head. So, so what are some ways that we can start to deal with these unwanted thoughts that are not resourceful? not helpful, not getting us the results or the relationship that we want. What yeah. Do? I mean, I think there's a couple of ways to do that. For like, first you can, you know, recognize that you can acknowledge the thought and recognize that it's false and you actually don't have to take any action on it. You can just let it go. 
Number two, you can practice and rehearse you reacting differently to these thoughts, especially if those thoughts are, they sort of spin you up, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I love that. I love rehearsal. I actually coach sometimes with clients like, okay, how do you want this conversation to go? You know, I, I actually was working with a client just this week and she was, and she's in a relationship but not married and and they'd been dating for a few months and she was seeing some red flags and she wanted to break up with them and and she was really nervous she's a people pleaser and she was really scared she wouldn't actually do what it is she said she wanted to do and I'm like let's rehearse this let's rehearse how this is going to go so we did that that I think rehearsal is a great way to start to think about how you want to react differently to your thoughts especially if you want to change your reaction to that yeah right uh, number 3 is you could also acknowledge the ridiculousness of the thought and get a good laugh out of it and release it. And so here's a story about that. Have you ever had a dream about your partner when you wake up? <laughs> I'm laughing because this is about his dream last night. Okay. And I you wake up. a ridiculous dream last night. You woke up mad at me today. Yeah, and you wake up and you're mad at your partner. You're like, I can't believe you did that. Like, <laughs> you know, I bought that watermelon for me and you ate the whole thing, whatever it is, right? And, and you wake up and you're pissed. And you can decide whether or not to let that run your life or just realize that that's just one of those things that came into your head. And and maybe it's, you know, maybe there's some old programming in your head, a, a fixed mindset that's sort of leading you to that. But that's a good know. point, though. Dreams. What are dreams? Dreams are thoughts. And that just kind of illustrates, again, when you look at some of the silliness of your dreams, how our thoughts are not true all the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some really dumb dreams yeah. so, on my side, for sure. And I'm sure everybody has that. So those are some some good ways. Rehearse it, laugh at the ridiculousness of it. And, you know, I think the bottom line, though, is this. Stop and consider how the thought is amplifying your feelings, causing you to show up poorly in your life, thus having negative consequences on your relationship. Yeah, And remember, the way you think generates how you feel, which in turn determines what we do. We all have this 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. 90% of them are just bull crap and they're the same as yesterday, <laughs> many of which are not helpful or even accurate. And this is why people keep creating the same unwanted results in their life. They're listening to the wrong story. Yeah. When you understand this and understand how your thoughts can work, you can unlock the possibilities rather than only see impossibilities in your life. Mm-hmm. This allows you to create something different in your relationship. Yeah, it's so important to be able to see possibilities. There's a lot of strategies and skills that we teach couples, but unless couples can see the possibilities, unless they can create possibilities in the their language, not only external language, but the language in their mind. Oh, that internal dialogue right? is so important. Unless they can do that, they're not going to use the tools. They're not going to create the change because, and remember this always, what you think about your marriage is your marriage. What you believe about your relationship is your relationship. Well, Hmm. thank you for being here today. And please, please consider subscribing to the show if you haven't already. Just hit the follow button inside the player that you're currently listening on. And the best way you can support us and help us get our our message out and support our mission is to subscribe and leave a five-star review. As always, be kind to each other, take care of each other, put each other first. It's the small and simple things every day that create strong relationships. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Master Your Marriage. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, then we want to hear from you. Just go to MasterYourMarriagePodcast.com 
and send us your question. Oh, and while you're there, you can also check out our retreats and events and even apply for coaching. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get advanced notice of when the next episode drops, plus show notes and many extras. Thanks again for tuning in.